What's up? Seven Deuce Trace here on the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is David Villeman, the Cobra. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hot Chili Peppers to start off the, the show, episode 126, uh, of course I'm Dark Side. I'm in studio by myself tonight, no TJ, uh, he's fiddle farting around somewhere, who knows, he's uh, just being TJ, but we uh, we got a great show tonight with Michael Moseman, Ben LeMay, and Justin Cooper, and uh, Tyler Smith, he is at Incredible Smith on Instagram, Twitter too, I believe. He's going to join us in the beginning of the show, talk a little bit about uh, this weekend at Lakewood, the season so far. Um, pretty cool, pretty good race this weekend, some good battles. Um, really stoked on Mosman getting a podium finally. Zacho doing well. Kenny, you know, Kenny's still right up there. You guys know, you saw the race. A lot of, a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, of course, you had the AC, Justin Cooper. Um, the protest because of AC's off-track excursion and how things were handled. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. I'm sure everybody has an opinion on it. I um, want to thank Torque One, our title sponsor, for all your hard part needs, such as grips, pegs, and handlebars, brake pedals. Um, Johnny at Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry, so follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go to TorqueOneRacing.com. See what all they have to offer. I just sent off uh, the set of handlebars one last week, so those things are going to Sydney, Australia. Also want to thank Shock Socks, Fork Seal Protectors, MX Girl Designs for your graphics needs, all sport dynamic wrist braces, blood lubricants for all your oil needs, Fly Racing, best gear on the planet since 1999, Power Band Racing for your WP suspension, uh, servicing, works wheels and mods, of course, for engine work, Cerakoting, extreme colors, helmet painting, and Kyle Tucker with Keller Williams Key Partners if you're looking to buy or sell a house. Kyle wants to help you out, and uh, he is a Moto supporter. He can help you anywhere in the country, so get on that. I do want to mention that this is the last week to sign up for Patreon and be eligible for the custom-painted Fly F2 helmet by Extreme Colors. So next to, well, we're not going to do a show next Tuesday, but I'm going to cut it off next Tuesday afternoon. If you have not signed up, you will not be in the drawing. And I'm going to remind everybody, if you... If you are a patron supporter, um, every $5 basically gets you an extra uh, chance, an extra entry. So if you're, pay- if you're pledging $5 a month, you get one. If you're pledging $10 a month, you get two, so on and so forth. You guys understand. Um, tonight, we will be giving away a Fly Toxin Embargo helmet. Thanks again to JT, uh, Max, Stephens at Fly. Those guys always hooking our listeners up. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so... Just another short intro, uh, just since nobody else is here with me. I'm going to take a break in just a second, and I'll get Tyler on the phone. 
We'll discuss a little bit about himself, his writing history, um, and those kind of things. So, anyway, yeah, we'll take – oh, I want to mention also, uh, still have a chance. I'd like you guys to send us some emails, send us your opinions at motoxpodshow at gmail.com or just go to motoxpodshow.com and click the contacts and uh, talk about the power band racing uh, contest that Billy talked about last week on episode 125 where he's going to try to come out. You know, we, we haven't really decided how it's going to work, whether it's going to be in Texas or what, try to have a little event where we all get together. And one of our listeners is going to get basically a, you know, a factory style suspension um, sponsorship for the day. Billy's going to come out with his with the, uh, A kit pro suspension and he will help you with settings, change your, change your suspension. Of course, you have to have WP suspension so um, to be eligible. But uh, it's pretty cool. You know, if you've never had a chance to ride a bike with the best suspension there is, you know, I certainly, I've just always run stock. I've had a few little things done to it. Um, to mine, Brett Hooper at Works Wheels and Mods has fixed me up. But, you know, I've never run A-kit stuff. I've never had the opportunity. It's a pretty cool opportunity. If you want to get entered, you got to gotta let us know at motoxpodshow at gmail.com. Let us know. We're going to figure out the details. Uh, we definitely want some of our listeners to come out to this thing once we get it set up. I think it's going to be really rad. Okay, so I will be back shortly with uh, Tyler. Okay, we are back, and I've got uh, Mr. Tyler Smith. He is at Incredible Smith on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, he's a listener of the show, a listener to Pulp Show, a fan of motocross, a racer. Uh, Tyler, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I mean, you've been following us, and uh, we've been following you for a while now and finally got this done. Um, give me a little bit of your history, a little bit of your background so people can get to know you a little bit. How did you discover racing? Uh, how long you've been doing it, all that? Yeah, for sure. So I, um, I've i always been into dirt bikes. I've always been into racing. I grew up um, you know, idolizing McGrath and all yeah. of those guys. And, um, we were always pretty poor growing up. And so I never really got to race as a kid. Um, we grew up riding XRs and it was always my dream was to get a a CR and that never happened. So once I got a little bit older and was out on my own, making my own money, I decided to buy a bike and give it a shot. So I, uh, started doing it. So how old are you now? So I'm actually 35 now. I'm married and I have uh, five kids and work a lot and uh, starting to take my boy to the track and try and get some racing in whenever I can. Really cool. And how old were you exactly when you started, when you got your your first bike? Oh, oh, when I first started riding, my first bike was actually a a Honda CT70. (laughs) Okay, okay. I was... uh, I was like 10 yeah. or so when I first started. So okay. yeah, my first MX bike though, I bought back in, um, 2013, uh, brand new CRF, uh, 250R. And so that's what I've been racing. Yeah. So not, not all that long, really. No, not on a real competitive level. I mean, I've ridden quite a lot. I've ridden other people's bikes, but, uh, and, and done some track stuff and some trail stuff, but as, as far as actually competitive, not super long, but I've been, into moto forever yeah and where are you based out of you've told me off air but tell everybody so i'm in southern nevada las vegas area so do you ever you ever see steve out at the local track or anything or are you too far away 
I'm too far away. So Steve, Steve typically hits up Western. I've tried to get him to come and meet me at Mesquite because that's closer to me. Yeah. But uh, he he goes to Western because it's closer to him, and they seem to give him some good perks. <laughs> right. Yeah. For sure. Um, well, cool, man. So, um, I want to get you on here. We're going to talk a little bit about Lakewood, but we'll, we'll also talk about, um, Paula and Hangtown just a little bit and your thoughts on the, the yeah. but let's start with, with Lakewood. We just, um, just came off of Lakewood, uh, again, AC wins, um, Kenny gets the overall Eli has a bad first mode, typical stuff we've seen all year. Um, what stood out about Lakewood for you? Um, the thing I think that, that probably stood out the most was um, Justin Cooper's riding, especially in that first moto. He was just he was just on it. He was hauling um, first lap, coming down the hill, making the pass for the lead. Like he was, he's there to prove I think this year that he's not uh, someone to be counted out. He's trying to yeah. make a statement and make it early. Yeah, I think so. And do you think that contributed to his? Um, post-race comments, you know, I know he was frustrated with the AC situation. He hadn't seen the video, of course, when he was on the podium. Um, but do you think that that attitude kind of contributed to that a little bit? It's like, hey, I, I don't, you know, I, this guy can't get away with anything. This isn't, you know, I mean, he, he wants to win. He wants to prove that he can win. Um, you think that 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 attitude kind of contributed to him being so uh, aggravated? Yeah, probably. I would. I mean, if I was in his shoes, I'd probably be a little bit aggravated too. Um, you know, it, it, that's a difficult situation too, because when you're in the heat of the moment, you only get to see what you get to see. And yeah. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, yeah, yeah. but getting to to see that and see where AC was coming from and um, feeling like he got a a mulligan, if you will, at that point. Yeah, and, and obviously, when, when you're competitive and when you feel like you have an opportunity to win, your nerves are a little bit revved up, your senses are a little bit heightened, and you're going to be, you know, a little more fierce than, yep. than normal. Yeah, um, we're gonna, he's, on, he's on the show tonight, so I'm, I'm excited for everybody to hear his thoughts on that, you know, two days later. Um, because we'd said four hours later when, you know, they were still – under the review that he was still adamant that he should have won the race. The AC did something wrong. Um, right. You know, and I, I mean, I guess when you're, you're the other guy, you see things a little differently clear, you know, obviously um, I don't really feel like AC did anything wrong um, other than maybe they could say, well, he did accelerate while he was off the track, but then when he got on the track, he backed it off and got that gap back. Um, I could see where Justin's right. a little frustrated where he thought, well, he should maybe have lost even more time than just getting a spot back. Um, what, what are your thoughts? What do you think about the the incident, exactly how it played out, and what do you think about the AMA st- still giving the win to AC? Was it the right call? Uh, I think so. I think, I mean, you know, I'm just a regular average Joe. I don't get to go to that many races and deal with those types of situations. But I think being an armchair racer, I think it was, it looked pretty obvious that out of characteristic in a way for AC, he didn't lose his cool. He kept it together. He looked around. He kind of decided where he was at, what was going on. And he obviously made a very concerted effort to not gain, try and gain that advantage mm-hmm. to, so that the situation would play out exactly like it did. Because he obviously 
wants to prove something before he graduates into the premier class and he need and he needs and he wants a title. And I think he's really cognizant of that. You had um Connor Fields on and Bryce Betts a couple weeks ago and they made a really good point that that because AC pays attention to other sports, I think he's really cognizant of um those those types of situations. And so I I believe strongly that he was aware of the situation, what was going on, and um, made a made a choice to do what he did to make sure that he did win the overall or do everything in his power that he wasn't penalized. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, okay, so three rounds in. Um, all three rounds have been fairly consistent as far as who's finishing where for the most part. Uh, you know, you've got in the 450 class, you've got Zach getting some bad starts, but coming up to the front, um, you know, you've got Eli and Roxon so far being the lead of the field. Uh, in the 250 class, same thing, AC, Justin Cooper, uh, Moseman stepping up. Um, Ferrandez hasn't really done what we expected because he continuously gets bad starts. Give me some thoughts on what you some some things that you think are going to turn around. Like, who do you think is going to step up in the next, say, two or three races? I wouldn't be surprised in the 250 class. I wouldn't be surprised to see the way Moseman has been riding. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a podium um, going forward. The obviously Ferrandis, but Colt Nichols has really been a lot better than I think a lot of people expected him to be. A lot of people pegged him as more of an indoor guy, yeah. and he's been doing he's been doing really well. On uh, the 450 class, um, you know, Zacho's doing good. He got the whole shot this weekend in Moto1. So I expect him to get a little bit more aggressive as time goes on and get closer to the to the leaders and to, to move forward. Um, I kind of expect um, Marv to get a little bit more aggressive. Do you? Sounds like, yeah, it, it sounds like he's kind of um, – just just redone his deal with KTM, so yep. maybe he's a little bit more secure in what he's got going on. So he, I, I would I would expect him to get a little bit more aggressive. Um, Jason Anderson, I think, has been a surprise based off of where he came from and how well he's doing. So I think in the 450 class, there's going to be a lot of opportunity going forward for these guys, these other top tier guys to break into the top and score some, some podiums and maybe take some wins away. Yeah. I'm hoping Blake Baggett, um, you know, he's a little injured right now. I'm hoping he can right. kind of get past that and step up. Um, you know, I'm thinking that, uh, Hunter Lawrence is going to get better and better. You know, he's, he, hell, he probably should have won a moto at Fox at Paula. What do you want to call it? Yeah. Um, the yeah. guys, guys got skills clearly, uh, you know, as we go East, things may change with some of these riders. We may see some guys, get better. Some guys get worse. Um, you know, what about, um, my mind just blanked on who I was going to ask you about. Oh, like guys like, um, Thomas Covington, who's done terrible. Um, you, and even like just Justin Hill, do you expect either one of those guys to turn their season around and show a significant improvement? Uh, it, you always want to fight for the underdog. So <laughs> you always want to say yes, but the, I, I think, you know, actions speak louder than words, and and I don't have a very big following on social media. But for the little bit that I have done, I, and calling into the Pulp Show a couple of times, I've been pretty critical of Justin Hill. I I really don't see. I mean, 
he did really well at Paula, which, you know, everybody's expected to do well, or Fox Raceway, everybody's expected to do well there because they race it all the time. Yeah. He didn't do too bad at, at Hangtown, all things considered. Um, and then he did pretty well at Lakewood. Um, so I would like to see him do better, but I'm, I, I, it's not my expectation. As far as Covington goes, man, that's a really, <laughs> that's a really tough situation to be where he was in, in MXGP and yeah. then to come over here and to do what he's done. I, I, at this point, I have a really hard time thinking that he himself thinks that he has the ability to do what he's contracted to do. So I don't expect to see too much more improvement from yeah. him, but I would like to see him prove me wrong. Sure. Yeah. I was about to say it would take somebody very, very strong in the mental um, area, like somebody that could put that aside and be like, I know I'm better than this. Uh, and right. when you're having those results, it, it, it'd be very difficult, like you say, to turn that around. I think at some point you just go, what the hell is wrong? You know, and <laughs> you beat yourself yeah. down and, and yeah. Um, Hey, so I want to touch on a couple rumors that I've heard. Um, just get your thoughts. Um, so okay. I've heard that Geico is going to move Christian Craig up to the 450. Um, don't know if it's going to be outdoors or next year, but they are planning in 2021 to have Sexton, you know, sex keep Sexton on the team with a 450 um, support. Um, if that actually comes true, what do you think about that? Getting Christian Craig to kind of step up and get the the bike and the team ready for with a 450 program for 2021. That's interesting. I'm I'm not as connected to the industry as as um other media people like yourself and 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 Pulp and some of these other guys. I I kind of feel I, that's an interesting rumor. I don't see how that could work out too well though. I know obviously they've done it before, but when you've got um Honda HRC I don't understand how they can justify having another 450 effort under the Geico tent with mm -hmm. how closely they work together. If that did come to fruition, I think that that would be great. Everybody that follows the sport closely and is fans of the sport um, can can listen to Sexton and listen to Craig, listen to other analysts and see that those guys are, are really good riders and they're probably going to be better 450 riders than they are 250 riders because of their technique and just the way that they ride on the bike. They don't slam it as hard. They're not so aggressive. They're gentle. They're technical. They're smooth. And that plays well to guys who ride bigger bikes. So if that happens, that would be, uh, I think that would be cool. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Anytime anybody wants to add more bikes to the track, we, we need that growth. We need yeah. that for our sport, but, uh, that's an interesting one for sure. You have to look at it like this. Um, HRC just signed Rocks into three more years. Um, they're right. they're rumored to be they're probably going to take Savachi. It's I mean Dino Savachi and Celia are the guys are looking at. It's probably going to be Savachi, probably a two year deal. So if they can get another bike on the track, another Honda in the 450 class with Geico fronting a lot of that that money, you know, then I mean that's really good for Honda. Um, and again, it's just a rumor, but it's something I heard from a pretty good source that that's something they're considering. Sure. Um, the other one I heard, which I sort sort of have some doubts on just listening to some of the things Mathis has said is that JGR is very close to getting this title sponsor for next year. And what they are wanting to do is one four fifty, um, possibly have Reed also, but that's sort of a separate deal. And then one mm -hmm. two fifty East, one two fifty West race 2020. And then, 
closed the doors in 2021. That was a rumor I heard about two weeks ago from also a pretty inside source. But listening to Steve on Pulp, it kind of made me think otherwise. Yeah. So what, one other thing I just wanted to add to the to the Honda 450 deal. Yeah. It, I I think. Well, this my opinion would be I I, I feel like Honda could potentially make an uh, an investment in maybe MCR and oh, yeah, yeah. put their sure. investment put their investments there rather than putting some more bikes under the Geico track and then that would also attract um some some other riders potentially top tier riders to a good team like Moto Concepts who's come a long way in you know the the many years that they've been around so that's another th- just a thought that I had yeah. as far as JGR closing shop I I feel really really bad for for JGR and for Suzuki in general. Yep. Um, man, JGR's spent a lot of money and they've tried really hard to bring in top tier talent in order to win a championship, and it, and it hasn't happened, and that's really frustrating for them, obviously, and frustrating I think for the riders that have ridden for them, and and sad for us as fans because we want to see them them do well, and any team that closes their doors is just a, another detriment another step backwards in the sport and to lose a powerhouse like jgr that would be terrible and i agree with you from from what it sounded like listening to the pulp show uh, it, it, they should have a new title sponsor coming for 2020 mm-hmm. and it sounds like they should have a, a full a full team of you know, two four fifties and four two fifties. So I, that's interesting. I yeah. That. I've been, I, like I said, I heard that rumor It was about two weeks ago. Um, and I need to follow up and see, get, get a hold of my source and just see what the thoughts are at this point. If anything's changed or anyway, you know, again, it, it was just, uh, some info fed to me that I thought I would touch on just thought, you know, silly season, even though it's a little early for that as they were talking, but, um, sure. But yeah, Tyler, I appreciate you coming on again at Incredible Smith uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you got anything else, man? Before I let you go, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, not not particularly. I just appreciate you having me on. I enjoy uh, obviously moto, enjoy yeah. the sport. I hope everybody um, you know continues to to support each other, support the sponsors that support us, go to our local tracks. That's one thing that I think is um, is really really important. Being a weekend warrior type of guy, <laughs> is that we need to do better about supporting our local tracks because they they seem to, for whatever reason, get more and more issues and hoops and red tape that they have sure. to jump through and put up with in order to stay open. So I would just encourage all of us to continue to support our local tracks and support our sponsors or your, your sponsors and the sponsors of the industry so that we can continue to ride and, and do what we love. And so, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, it's a separate thing, but if you have any interest in, uh, being one of the guests on the Pulp MX wrap up show with me, man, just let me know. Uh, I've got a little list going and hopefully we're going to be able to continue that show. So you're, uh, you're very well spoken and seem knowledgeable. So I'd love to get you a part of that if you want to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, Anytime anybody um, wants to visit with me about anything, motocross, supercross, <laughs> whatever, I'm happy to share my opinion. Awesome, awesome. And, yeah, again, just for everybody listening, I don't know anybody that's down in the uh, uh, San Antonio, south of Dallas area, Houston, whatever. Um, I'm going to be at Cycle Ranch this weekend. Uh, I got invited down by Feld and Toyota to cover their Camp Makeup to Mud, which – 
you know, the Makeup to Mud program during Supercross. A lot of those girls are going to be down there riding. Uh, they advertise for it throughout Supercross. So it's a pretty cool event down there. I'm going to be covering that. I'll be filming some stuff, putting it on a YouTube channel. So everybody that's in that area, if you have a, I think you have to have a Toyota to come out. I don't know. Go to Makeup to Mud. Check it. Google Makeup to Mud. The, the rules are there. Uh, maybe you guys come out and we'll hang out and it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that'd be fun. Tyler, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, Dark Side. I appreciate you having me on and look forward to seeing that coverage. My, um, a couple, I have four daughters and a couple of my daughters like that makeup to mud stuff. And cool. my wife and a couple of my daughters, uh, they, they're not as on board as <laughs> uh, my other daughters are, but I'm glad that you'll be down there covering that. I'm glad that they're making an effort to push that because, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm, I love to support women. I love to support women who want to do the same things that, that men do. Cause I think they offer a lot. So that'll be good. I'll be happy to see uh, what you come back with. All right, man, Tyler, thank you very much. You have a good night. All right. You do. Thanks, man. Okay. See you, bud. Bye. All right. That's Tyler Smith. Uh, again, just, uh, he's a, a fan of the sport, fan of the podcasts. He, uh, he reached out and was happy to get him on guy. I like the guy. He's uh, knowledgeable clearly. And he's very well spoken as I've said, um, so yeah, if anybody else, you know, any of our listeners that have interest in coming on, doing a few minutes, of, you know, intro with us, talk about a race, let's do it. Just hit us up, motoxpodshow.com contact form, and uh, I'll respond as pretty much as soon as I get the damn message. I'm, I try to be pretty quick about it. Okay, first break. We'll be back with uh, with uh, Justin Cooper. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Brittany Chisholm. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. Dark Side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com and that's mxgirl g-u-r-l and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you what's up Moto X-Pod listeners this is Darkside and as motocross racers one of our top priorities is safety that's why All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try Allsport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickle wear in their pro careers. Check them out, All Sports Dynamic Braces. 
Powerband Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing best service and products. They are committed to developing new products and improve your ride. They want your suspension to be the best it can be. They're based out of Minneapolis, and they're a WP Authorized Service Center and trusted by Ryan Sipes. Many bikes to big bikes. They cover them all. Powerband Racing has your suspension covered. Contact them at 320-983-3400 and follow them on Facebook or Instagram. Okay, brought to you by Works Wheels and Mods. I have on the line Mr. Justin Cooper. What's up, Justin? Oh, not much. Uh, actually, heading to a mountain bike race as we speak. So, uh, yeah, I guess we're not racing this weekend, so we have a little bit of uh, other racing going on. So, yeah, yeah. You mentioned yeah, that. At, you mentioned that last night in a text. That's cool. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking to have some fun, I guess. Uh, the whole team's doing it, so uh, you know, just kind of for uh i guess some giggles i guess and see how it goes <laughs> yeah it sounds like a lot of fun i mean especially after i, I this weekend um kind of little little tension there uh in in moto two and a little stress having to stay late and deal with all that um probably a good way to go blow off some steam, uh, steam with the team yeah we're we're kind of past that now uh a little frustrated, obviously, three seconds in a row now. So, uh, yeah, we're just gonna, we're pretty fired up and we're gonna, you know, regroup and bounce back at high point and, uh, you know, go out and get the win there. Yeah. You, you mentioned the three seconds. You've gone one, four, one, four, one, two. Um, Man, I mean, like, it, it's still early in the season, uh, but I can understand the frustration. Uh, seeing AC kind of keep getting those wins in the second moto and the overalls. Um, I mean, do you, you? I assume you don't change anything. It's because really, you're you're right there. Your speed's clearly, you know, equal with AC, if not better at times. I wouldn't think you have to change anything. Uh, is there anything that goes through your mind to prepare for High Point differently, though? No, I think we came in and prepared for Thunder Valley differently, honestly. And, okay. Uh, I think we were doing exactly what we needed to do, and obviously, you just have that little mistake where I went down, but. I feel like I had the overall in hand and like, you know, pretty handled and I was managing the situation. I felt good and definitely helped with that whole shot and put myself in a good position. But yeah, I uh, had that funny incident and I ended up going down, but uh, tried, tried my hardest to get back to, to AC, but I uh, kind of ran, ran out of time and yeah, it was kind of just frustrating to make that mistake and felt like I had everything that I needed to go and win. Yeah, you mentioned that mistake. Um, I heard Weeds talk about on the Pulp MX wrap-up show. Uh, you know, he stuck around. He talked to you a little bit. Um, he he said that you kind of hinted at the whole AC cutting the track thing got in your head just a little bit. Do you still is that accurate? That maybe you were thinking about it a little too much, and maybe that kind of had you, you know, have a little brain fart or something where you you made that mistake. It's a possibility. It all uh, yeah, it all kind of. I guess flustered me a little bit, but sure. uh, the redhead caved in on me, so it it kind of sent me off the bike weird. But uh, as I came around that turn, I didn't really see it, so obviously uh, it caught me off guard, and that yeah. happened. But uh, no excuse there. Um, I I would like to say I wasn't flustered, but there's always that possibility. You never know. Well, yeah, everybody's human, and you have. You, I mean, you, you have thoughts go through your head. I, I I can see where it could have gotten to you a little bit. Um, let's talk about the bikes, man. Those bikes are fast. Um, how much 
did you notice of a horsepower loss at Lakewood at the elevation? Did you, I mean, was it significant or were they still just ripper ripping? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's really significant. Every time we, uh, we actually did press day. So right away on Friday, I was like, Whoa, like <laughs> it, it always catches you off guard. It's, yeah. It's honestly crazy. Like, uh, I've only done this, this race in mammoth, which is like the gnarly elevation. So, uh, it's honestly crazy how much like the bikes change, and uh, they did a lot of testing with it, and obviously got it to where get where we could get the most out of it under the conditions. But uh, yeah, definitely nothing to complain about with those bikes; they're awesome, and uh, you feel like I'm gelling really good with the bike and the team, and we kind of know what we're looking for now, and everything's gone pretty smooth. Yeah, um, you've always been really fast outdoors, and you were really good indoors this year. Uh, I mean, look, you're still young. You're still, um, you know, early in your career, clearly, and you got a lot a lot to look forward to, I believe. Um, let's talk about training just a little bit, because you were at Elevation this, this last weekend. It's harder on the body as well as the bikes. Um, what's something that you've learned in the last couple of years with your training program that maybe you've changed? Anything in particular? Um, I just, the major change is, uh, especially the guy that's on never really had a legitimate training program, but, uh, obviously going into the pro ranks, uh, you need to be at the top of your game. You need someone to trust and put all your, uh, I guess your, yeah, all your trust into. So, uh, that's what I've done. And it's, uh, it's been obviously turning out pretty good. And I think it's just learning more and more about, what needs to be done in order to be successful. Obviously, you have the first, like, a year of your rookie season. It could have could have went better, but I felt like it went really good. And, uh, obviously, just learning more this year and uh, putting it all to use and, you know, getting that much more out of my riding. Yeah, I, I imagine you have to figure out a balance between actually riding the dirt bike, probably cycling, mountain biking, weight training, uh, all those different things. Is there one of those things that you like less than the other? Like, I, I hate running. I don't know. Maybe you run. Is there something in your training program that you have to do that you just really don't look forward to? Um, I'd say something right now. Uh, it's all getting kind of like, you know, it's that point of the season where it's like, oh, we're getting close to the end. It's been a long year. And, yeah. uh, but we still have so much to go. But uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy it all. I know it's all for the better of me, but if if I had to pick one, it'd probably be cycling just because we, uh, I don't know, once you road bike for so long, it's kind of like so repetitive that it's like, it's kind of just, it's better for you. Like, you're, all you're thinking about is how you need to do this and it's good cardio for you. But other yeah. than that, it's, I mean, it's pretty boring for me. So. <laughs> I can understand. Yeah. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm 43. I don't train at all, really. But um, getting on a bicycle, unless I'm doing like some mountain biking through trails, that's about the only thing that's fun where I kind of, can relate it to moto a little bit, but just cycling down the road. Yeah. That's not my, not my cup of tea. Um, so, Hey, you're supercross versus motocross. Um, just watching you, I feel like you, you, you're more comfortable outdoors. Um, is that something that do you agree with that? Or do you, do you, what, what do you think? Well, if you think about it, we all, we all came from the amateur ranks. Yeah. We never, we never did supercross. That's for sure. So, uh, Obviously, it's all new for rookies, and uh, I have a pretty smooth style, so um, uh, that's what I've been told, at least. So I think uh, I'm, I'll be better and better at Supercross, and uh, 
honestly felt pretty good this year. Getting my first full season, I got six podiums, so uh, nothing to be ashamed of there. But uh, yeah, obviously outdoors, I've been gelling a little bit better with, and I'm more used to. So uh, had the whole full year last year, and now it's my second year. So uh, definitely going after it this year, and yeah. uh, seeing where it takes us. Um, so, you know, we, you started out West, uh, you know, obviously Hangtown was a little muddy. Paula, it's, it's California dirt. Uh, it's dry, slick, usually hard. They've been prepping the tracks a little bit differently. It seems like, what do you think about track prep so far? It doesn't seem like they're ripping it quite as deep watching it on TV. Cause I haven't been to a national yet. It seems like at times it's a little easier to find different lines and you you're not totally stuck in a rut for, you know, a half mile, basically. What do you think about it? I think the track preps have been awesome this year, honestly. We had the rain that came in all week at Hangtown, mm-hmm. so it was honestly pretty soft. Like, it got pretty gnarly and uh, ruddy. They obviously, like, tried to, you know, scrape some of it off because it would be too muddy. Um, but, uh, and they had the rain coming, so. Paulo is uh, pretty decent. It was really dry on press day, so they... It definitely turned it around for race day, and I felt like I had a good line selections for passing and all that, so that was good. And then Thunder Valley was pretty good for the first moto, and then at the end we saw the rain came. Yeah. And it just made the track that much gnarlier, which is, like, the rain did the track wonders for, from first to second moto, the track was so much gnarlier and, like, just all-around good line selection, like, racetrack for uh, moto two, so that was cool to see. Yeah, it seemed like there was a lot of possibilities for passing. You know, they were kind of going back through the field and, uh, like, they were showing Moseman battling. I can't remember who it was. It might have been actually been Colt. And there was just some, like, those guys were switching lines real easily. And it, it just made for really good racing. So far, I feel like the, the season, all three rounds have had really good racing, even with the bad weather, the mud at Hangtown. It's been enjoyable as a fan. Yeah. That's exactly. It's been a good racing and good opportunities for passing. So, um, all in all, they the tracks have all been good and no complaints. Yeah. Like uh, there, I guess. Yeah. Right. So I want to ask you at the you know come the end of the season, um, you know, there's always they always have a team. We got to pick from MX of Nations. Um, if you were selected to go, and you know they're, where we're going to a, a massively deep sand track that we don't really have a lot of uh, exposure to here in the U.S. Would you be? Would that be something you'd be willing to go is, to take on that challenge? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, believe it or not, I've ridden sand all my life, so that's my specialty, and uh, that's actually the goal. I've been looking forward to that. And, oh, cool! Uh, obviously, putting it together this year, so if I get it done this year in the outdoors. Uh, definitely, would take the opportunity to go do that and uh, see what it takes. That's awesome. Okay, so I, I do want to touch on the incident just for a minute. Um, I'm sure you said you're past it. You probably don't want to talk about it too much. I know you were pretty heated on the podium with the, the AC incident. You've had a chance to think about it. You've had a chance to see it. Do you still feel the same way? Um, to be honest, I, I mean, I guess I, I do, but it's kind of out of my control and it's yeah. not my biggest worry anymore. Okay. That makes sense. Like not the focus anymore. It's the focus is, you know, to get, I don't want to really win like that, but uh, it's a it's a lot of points to be like you know just looking over. So yeah, yeah, um, definitely not focused on it anymore. But uh, 
I don't think it was right to let it go because it just opens the opportunity up for more people to do the same thing that happened with, yeah. with no penalty, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, as a, as a spectator watching it, I see both sides. I see where you're frustrated. I also see that AC tried to kind of get that gap back, but you could argue he should have had a bigger gap because of the incident, you know, and, you know, it's hard to – yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not the person to decide what's right or wrong in that situation. I totally see where you're coming from. Um, you know, Chase Sexton flew off the track at, at a spot, and um, you know, I don't know whether he gained position or time or not because of the. You just don't know. I, I see where you're coming from. Um, you know, I've seen some the 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 keyboard warriors out there kind of giving you crap, and that that's never fun to deal with. Um, what do you think about social media at a professional sport level? Uh, yeah, it's gnarly. You kind of got to have some tough skin. I guess. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's, they just attack you. So, uh, yeah, it's gnarly, but, uh, you just got to look past it, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good that you can do that. I think, uh, it's definitely not easy, but you, you kind of have to, you can't let it bother you. Um, Justin, I know you're headed to do this race, man. I don't want to take too much of your time. I appreciate you squeezing us in. Um, you know, do good on the, in the mountain bike, stay safe. And, um, I hope to see, you know, you get a win at, um, uh, one of the next rounds, man. Cause yeah, those, those seconds are pretty good, but not good enough. I know they're not what you want. Yeah. We're out here to win. So absolutely. Uh, that's, uh, that's going to be the goal from here on out. We're going to try and win this title. Awesome. Well, man, I, um, I'll be at the WW ranch race. So I'm definitely going to come by and say hi and, uh, try to get some time with you there, but, uh, good luck. It, have a fun weekend off and then good luck at the next round, man. Thanks. Perfect. Thank you. All right, Justin. See ya. Bye. All right, Justin Cooper. Um, man, I'm not one, you know, anybody that listens to this knows I'm not one to hate on anybody for the most part, dude. I, you know, whether you want to say he was being whiny or petty or whatever, the guy's trying to win races. Um, it's a professional level. There's a lot of money online. There's championships online. Every point counts. I see where it's coming from. You know, if I was in this position, I'd probably be pretty irritated too. I don't think AC did anything wrong. I think he did best thing he could in that position other than possibly turn around and, and enter the track where he exited, but that isn't the rule. So, um, yeah, man, you know, if you're out there and you're hating on Justin, shit, dude, if you, if it was you, you'd feel the same way. Got to look at it like that. And as I said, uh, Justin Cooper's brought to you by Works Wheels and Mods. Brett Hooper at Works Wheels and Mods is the place to go for motor work and any Cerakote needs you have. If you want to add the factory look to your suspension, brake system, wheels, or anything else, contact Brett at hoop2814 at gmail.com. You can see some of the pictures on my Instagram of my bike where he Cerakoted my calipers and brake reservoirs and uh, clutch covers and all that good stuff. Uh, forks, it looks sick, so hit them up, man, because... It's just it's badass, dude. Make your bikes look good. Especially if you're slow like me, you want your bike to look good, right? I mean, all show and no go, as I've said. Uh, take another break. We'll uh, be back with Mr. Ben LeMay. Hi, this is Pookie Mathis, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show, bro. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. Seven Dude Trey, I wear fly shoes, wear fly shoes. 
2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new Women's Light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. Blood Lubricant Signature Products Blood Power Sport Series, Blood Racing Pro Series, and Blood Racing Pro Elite Series were all created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. From dirt track to off-road, motocross, supercross, and drag racing, bloodlubricants.com has what you need. Along with their oil lines, Blood Lubricants provides chain loop, degreaser, polyclean, and other top-notch products. Independent tests have shown Blood Lubricant oils to allow your bikes to run up to 30 degrees cooler. Give Jeff Green and Blood Lubricants a try and you won't be disappointed. Blood Lubricant sponsors of Tyler Powers, Team PRMX, Team TXS, and many other pro supercross and motocross riders. Visit bloodlubricants.com today. Right on the line with me, brought to you by MX Girl Designs. If you're looking to make your modern bike pop or freshen up your vintage bike, Charlene and MX Girl Designs can fix you up. Char does fantastic custom work at a great price. So contact Char at mxgirl.com for info. On the line with me, Mr. Ben LeMay. What's up, Ben? Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, just uh, got off work and sitting here talking a little moto and just wanted to see how you're doing, man. Three three races in. How you feeling? Um, I'm doing good. Just, uh, got back from Denver actually this morning. We stayed actually, we have a wife stayed there actually a couple days and just kind of hung out in Denver a little bit. Um, and just making some dinner now, but, uh, I'm doing good. You know, your last three races have been, uh, up and down, but for the most part, it's all positive, you know, I'm still healthy and still racing. Yeah. So you've gone, uh, it looks like 17, 18, 13, I believe, um, or 13, 18, 17, excuse me. Have my notes upside down. <laughs> But um, yeah. are you, you know, where did you expect to be, and and you know what what is your goal? Um, the the opener at hometown was good. Um, on fourteen twelve, there I was happy with that. That's where I should be at. Okay. Um, even up a little bit more than that, I believe. Um, realistically, I think I'm anywhere from nine to thirteen. I think that's kind of where I, where I should fall on a good on a good day. Um. And um, Hangtown was good. I really like Hangtown. That's a good track. Um, and then the ruts and stuff was good. And then that uh, Paul I just had some uh, bike issues in the first moto. Um, ended up with a DNF. And in the second moto, I was just over the whole day just been <laughs> having bike issues. So I was yeah. like, just get me, get me out of this place. So I ended up with the 16th in the last moto. But um, last weekend at uh, Colorado, I uh, just... I just kind of struggled with the whole track the whole day. I mean, I felt good. I felt good, but by that time, I was just off. Um, let's back up to, to Paula or Fox, whatever whatever you want to call it. The, the incident in Moto 1, first of all, was that a tube or was that a moose? No, it was a moose, dude. 
How does that happen? I, I've never seen that. You look befuddled. Um, what happened? Do you know? Um, well, yeah, I mean, for the most part, uh, pretty much what happened was the tire was stressed somehow. Okay. Um, um so we kind of made a last minute decision changing the tire, uh, going from a scoop to the regular MX or the, uh, the mid soft 32. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, he kind of rushed putting it on, I think, and might maybe overstress the tire. And then I think I just, cause it was right after coming down that really fast downhill in the back. Um, and there was a ton of rocks and potholes back there. Yeah. And I mean, we were going wide open. Um, I think I just went, landed into a hole really hard and it just popped the bead off the wheel. Okay. Um, and then, and then once I landed on the jump, then the tube just came out and then it was game over from there. Yeah, we saw some other mechanicals from Rocks. I think it was um, maybe in Hunter Lawrence or Chase. I can't remember that. Landed on one. I think it was Hunter landed on one and cracked his case. And, yeah, so definitely a lot of Rocks at that track. Um, what do you think about the track prep so far this year? It's been a little different. Um, talked to um, Justin Cooper earlier about it. He really likes it. It seems like it, as far as a spectator fan, it seems like it's making better racing. Yeah, um I have some kind of mixed emotions about it. I don't, I do not like a track like Paula. Okay. Um, or Fox Raceway or whatever. I thought that that track prep was horrible. Um, I would have much rather gone to Glen Helen any day. Um, you know, to me, that's more of a national track with the hills and the jumps and all that. Um, I think, I think a national track needs to be just nasty. I think it needs to be like last weekend, honestly. Um, deep ruts, you know, rough, rough conditions just leave the track don't groom it you know just rip the thing up and let it be yeah i i can see that um i certainly don't want to ride on that but as far as separating the talent the ability um i've heard some other riders actually say that it was kind of interesting on pulp last week steve asked everybody you know every rider he had on with it would you have rather raced at Glen helen or paula and it was honestly it was 50 50 but most of the guys that said Glen helen was because of the separation, you know, when the track is prepped a little bit like Paula was, it, it's sort of equal. It's, it's kind of, it makes it a little easier quote unquote for the guys that maybe aren't at the higher level. Um, you know, it, it just seemed a little easier, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely a lot nicer and more convenient to ride and race, you know, just you're out there, you know, putting in your laps and you're not, you're not focusing on like, being consistent and the, and the getting in your ruts and, and not making that big mistake or whatever. Um, yeah. So definitely the tracks is easier to ride, you know, when they just kind of so-so do a track prep. Um, and for sure it's better for the spectating and the TV because everybody's going to be really close. You know, you're going to have off the gate drop, you know, the, the top five or ten are going to hang together a lot longer. You know, they're going to hang together for 15, 10, 15 minutes until they start spreading out. Mm-hmm. Um, if the track's really nasty, I think they're going to spread out quicker and then they're not going to have, you know, an exciting race. But for, for a racer, I, I would think that majority of guys want a nasty rutted out track to separate each other from, from okay. each guy. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's back up just a little bit to Supercross. You, you got a chance to ride for MCR. Tony, uh, brought you over, um, I talked to you. I think that Denver, I believe, was your first round, or was it Nash- Nashville? Was your first round? Uh, no, Houston. Oh, was it Houston at MC? Was your first round at, e- at MCR? 
Yeah, it is. Houston, uh, Nashville, Denver. Okay. Uh, East, East Rutherford. Okay. And, and Vegas. Okay. Well, I, I, t- I talked to you, uh, you know, and like that, there's a big switch in bikes. Uh, not, not a huge, it's still a Honda, but you had a lot, lot different suspension. Um, you were really, really stoked on the MCR stuff. Um, you know, not that there's anything wrong with your race tech stuff, but transitioning back from the MCR team to race tech and to like a privateer bike, is that difficult or is it even just a little bit of a bummer at times? Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, so it is a big difference for sure. It is a big difference, but it's only in areas, you know, there's, there's certain areas that it's kind of about the same feel and suspension or same feel and power. Um, going off the motor, I actually got better starts on my race tech engine just because it was a little bit underpowered mm. and, or not as powerful as the MCR motor. And I was able to get out of the gate and deliver it better. So, you know, that was one thing with not enough testing and like pre-season getting that bike set up for me. It was hard for me to just jump on it and go race, you know. I was having to just adapt to it. Um, so, but on the track, it was way better with the MCR motor having more uh, torque and just kind of all-around power. Um, it was really strong. Um, and the suspension, you know, the race tech stuff, I've been on that forever. Yeah. And I don't have any complaints on it. It's it's really good stuff. I mean, I think you, you can run... Uh, general OEM suspension with a good valving and, and do very well in supercross or motocross. Um, it just depends on the setting. I think race tech does a great job. Um, the biggest thing with, with the factory show stuff is you kind of get you, the tuning is way more fine tuned. So you can really get in there and dial it in for each specific section of the track or, you know, you, you can really kind of get best of all the world, you know? Okay. Talk about the team a little bit. Um, just from the things I've seen and the, the the stories I've heard, Tony Alessi will go out of his way day or night to get you anything you need. And then you've got guys like Nick McCampbell and Aaron helping out. Um, the team's team's strong, man. The team's solid, good guys. Um, what what were some highlights for you working with those guys? Yeah, Tony is really awesome. Um, like you said, you can, you can give him a call or text or something, and within five minutes or ten minutes, he's writing you right back, and he's, he'll have an answer for you that day. Um, and Or if you need a part shipped out, he'll, he'll run to UPS and ship it, you know, like, or if you're at the track, he's yeah. always right there telling you, like, hey, take this line or take this gate or whatever. Um, Tony is, is a very smart dude. I think, um, you know, he's a... Yeah, he's awesome to have around. I'm just straight up. He's just a really good guy to have around in your corner. Um, the whole team is really good. They they work hard, but they have a fun environment, you know, so it's not just like cutthroat over there where yeah. it's, you know, you, you feel height, you know, a lot of pressure to get out there and race. But they're, they're there for a good time, but they're also there to perform and, and get results. So um, I enjoyed every minute of it. I think it was a great experience for me. And, uh yeah, I look forward to, you know, having a relationship with them and, and kind of seeing, you know, if I can maybe step in, you know, for them again if that ever, you know, opportunity came about. Yeah. Um, I think that would be awesome. But, uh, yeah, it was an uh, awesome opportunity for me. And, like I said, talk about having a full-time mechanic like that because I believe when you're with TPJ, there's a lot of times you're doing work yourself. I mean, you're having to do a lot of the stuff. 
Uh, even logistically, I'm sure it was a lot better having people help you with, I'm sure they help with flights. I just have to assume anyway, um, food, you know, you, it wasn't so much on you and Cheryl, I would, I would think with MCR. Yeah, definitely. Um, when, you know, like you could just fly in on a Friday and go to the track and kind of say what's up and check the, you know, sit on your bike and see if there's anything new you want to get down to it and it's ready to go. Where now, um, Yes, with TPJ, I provide my own mechanic, and I I do most of all the work. So on Friday, when I show up, it's like, all right, it's game time. i got to work yeah. for six, seven, eight, eight hours and get this bike ready. So um, definitely two two opposites, um, and it was super nice to be, you know, have the bike perfect every time I'm out there, you know, clean and brand-new parts and yep. everything's ready to go. Um, all right, let's talk about Hawaii. How was that? Man, that was such a blast um eric perinard put on such a cool event that thing was such an awesome place to go to uh that was my first time in hawaii um and uh we went over there just to have a good time and and me and uh, me and my wife Cheryl flew flew straight from vegas um straight over to hawaii you know to kind of not celebrate but to enjoy that time off after 17 weekends of supercross uh we went over there just to kind of hang out and then and then did that race and um being, you know, the first time having that supercross there, uh, I guess in a long time, uh, it they it was flawless, really. I mean, it was really good. Yeah, I was following, you know, your wife Cheryl. She's uh, into photography, so she posts a lot of pictures. And of course, I, I love following all the different beautiful places you guys go to. But I, I told, texted her after she posted some pictures because I lived there as a kid for like five years. I think from the age of uh, like ten to. 14 and a half or something like that, 15. And she was posting pictures of like some bridges and stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, I was bringing back so many memories for me. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. Um, just, I was really, really jealous. I wish I could have gone to that round. And I told my fiance next year, we have to go, even if it's just as like fans, you know, if I can't get media access, I'm still good. We got to go to that one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a win win. You know, you go there, go there to race, and also kind of go there to enjoy, yeah, enjoy life and check out the beach and just uh, you know get shoes off in the sand and hang out. Yeah, yeah, good time. Glad you guys got to experience that. Um, so you got a week off. Um, gonna do any training, or are you just gonna do some relaxing and and have some family time? Um, no, I'm, I'm for sure gonna train. It's I think it's supposed to rain here in Texas uh, a couple days, and then. Um, I think we should be good after that. Yeah. So, uh, planning on riding and, and, you know, obviously riding my road bike and then the gym and stuff every day, but, um, don't want to plan on going anywhere. I think I just, this, this actually is my first weekend off since the start of Supercross. So, right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really want to go anywhere. I just kind of want to hang out. <laughs> I understand. And where, where we, where are you training right now when you, when you're in Texas? Are you, you're not at underground, are you? Yes. Okay. I go to underground pretty much every day. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. My, my buddy, my, my go-to. Yeah, my producer's son, Doc Smith, trains out there, too. I don't know if you've had a chance to run across him, but if you do... Yeah, yeah, I see him out there. Yeah, yeah, man, put him in the dirt next time you see him. Just, you know, take the front wheel out. <laughs> um, I think I'm going down right. to Cycle Ranch, actually. I got invited to go down to that camp, uh, Makeup to Mud, they're doing, that Feldon Toyota's doing, to cover it. Oh, and, cool. And they're going to let me ride. So, yeah, I just got my new exhaust in. I'm pretty stoked to go and... I haven't been riding much. It's been a while because of all the travel and just haven't had time between my job and going to Supercross. So I'm, I'm very excited to get some some seat time in. Um, yeah, when, that's this weekend? Yeah, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, so, you know, like Jordan Jarvis is going to be down there. All the girls that did Makeup to Mud, pretty much, most of those girls will be down there, and the Toyota. And um, I, I think that what it is is if you have a Toyota and you, you ride, you entered, and you can come down and be part of it. But they, I got invited to go cover it as media. Um, so, Great. yeah, it's going to be a good time. I can't wait. I've only been down there once, and it was so windy that it was – I wasn't confident enough to be jumping all the big tabletops and stuff because it's blowing me yeah. across the track. So, um, huh. yeah. So last thing I've got for you, um, look, man, you're, you've been doing this a long time. You're a vet, you know, where your ability is, you know, who you are. Um, is there ever a point where you think, all right, man, I, I want to be a, still be able to step up to that next level, that five spot, you know, five to six spot. Um, do you even consider that, or do you at this point know, like, hey, okay, I'm I'm a ten to, to twelve guy. I mean, how does that go? That process go through your mind? Um, you know, that's a good question for sure. You know, I I like to obviously have goals, um, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't I, I'm not I don't set goals that are, aren't reachable right now. And I think um, I'm really talented on the bike, and I know what I'm capable of, um, and with my experience and being able, you know, I've been doing the series for nine, 10 years now. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's not out of the, out of the question to be inside the top 10. Um, it's changed every year. You know, you could look back four years ago and say, Oh, I got 13th or 15th this year. You know, I'm still in the same position now, but it's all different. Everybody's moving up, moving out. You know, there's all kinds of different riders. So, um, you can't really compare years ago to now, but um, plus I think everybody's speed has gotten so much better now and bikes are better and everything else. So, um, I mean, yeah, I think, I think if, I, I definitely am capable of, of being, you know, anywhere from five to 10. I think for sure it's, I would need to have a good bike, good fitness and, you know, good script program for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, if I can uh, get some good results this year, then uh, get on a team and um, that, you know, can provide everything for me and, and I can really just focus on my racing and training and maybe even pay for a trainer. Um, that would be, you know, that next level to get to that 5 to 10 spot or whatever. Um, right now, I you know, I can't afford a trainer. I can't afford a mechanic. You know, I'm, I'm trying to do the best that I can to get, you know, and do my best and do my job, but um, like I said, maybe next year, if I get a, get the real deal, then I can step it up more. Yeah. That's, that's the, the, one of the worst parts of our sport, the most things, the things that we talk about, it's such a big struggle is privateer life, the lack of financial, um, the, the rides really the, the, the top paying rides, there's just not that many of them. And there's a lot of guys that deserve to make, you know, more money than they do. Well, probably all of you guys make deserve to make more money, but to get you know a, a paid ride where you don't have to worry about those things and have a, uh, a mechanic, it, it, there, there's so many of you that deserve it that just don't have it, and it's unfortunate. Our sport is still very small, and it probably always will be. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is very unfortunate for sure. You know, like in Supercross, um, uh, you know, my best was I got I think three 12 place finishes, and average was around 15, 16, somewhere around there, but. Um, if you were to move up just three positions, that guy is making six figures, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. um, right. it's, it's really, it's really crazy to think about. And then you, you know, like I said, move back three, three positions and this guy's getting zero and he's paying his way to get to the race. So, 
um, yeah, it's uh, it's a tough it's a tough sport, but it is what it is. You got to deal with it. Yeah, definitely. Well, you you've done a very good job of over the years. You're you're definitely one of those con- um, consistent guys, and you know it proves it just shows that you have the talent that a team like MCR would pull you up when they needed somebody that you're, you know, you're definitely on their minds and they are, they're aware of you. And, uh, you're always awesome to talk to. And Ben, I appreciate you coming on for a little bit and, uh, spend some time with us. No, I had a good time. I always like chatting and, yeah. uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. All right. Well, uh, enjoy your weekend off. Good luck at the next round. And, um, I'll see you at WW ranch. Perfect. Dude. That sounds good. Talk to you then. Okay, bud. Take care. Thanks. See you later. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, Ben LeMay, uh, you know, Texas boy. I know he's from Alaska originally, but we claim him as our own. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about the fly toxin embargo helmet with MIPS that we're giving away. Here's what I want you guys to do. If you're listening, I'm going to give you guys two weeks from tonight. So no show next week. The week after, we'll announce the winner. You have two weeks to email us at motoxpodshow at gmail.com, motoxpodshow at gmail.com. Email who your favorite guest on show 126, that's this show, who your favorite guest was and why. Give me give me a good reason, a good detail, something they said that stood out that you liked. Uh, we will pick a winner. We'll draw a winner at the next show, episode 127, for a fly toxin embargo helmet with MIPS. Okay, we're going to take another quick break, and uh, I just was texting with Ryder Floyd, who is a rookie up in Canada, and he uh, he's going to come on real quick. He's kind of a last-minute addition. We're going to get him on, talk about the first round at Calgary. Be right back. All right, real quick, uh, I, got, I got in touch with one of my buddies, Mr. Ryder Floyd, who's up in Calgary and just raced round one of the Canadian uh, Rockstar Triple Crown Series, and he is brought to you by Blood Lubricants. Blood lubricant oil lines were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Blood lubricants has three series of oil to fit your needs, as well as chain lube, degreaser, polyclean, and more. Whether you ride moto, race dirt track, or anything else, visit bloodlubricants.com for your oil needs today. Ryder Floyd, what's up, dude? Not, not a whole lot. How are you? I'm doing good, man. So I just wanted to get you on... Um, you know, look, you you, uh, you raced the Arena Cross Series. You won the first round. You had some bike issues. Now you would come into uh, the first round of the Outdoor Series. And, uh, you know, you had a, a, not a good first moto, but a really good second moto. Talk about your weekend a little bit. Yeah, no, it was uh, honestly it was an up-and-down weekend. Uh, we still did an awesome qualifying. I, I qualified fifth. I, I felt pretty good in qualifying. I, I definitely... Thought I had more in me after the practice was over, with, but I was well, I was comfortable with where I was setting. And uh, when the first moto got a, I got a decent start and um, ended up. I think I was running inside the top ten, and I was uh, going through the corner and ended up sliding. And I almost did a one eighty in the corner. I was sliding, and uh, there was a rut that I slid across, and uh, Tyler Medallia was going around it, and we ended up colliding and. We both fell down, and I uh, got back up, and he took off first, and I was kind of, and the bike didn't start for just a second. It finally started up, and I uh, took off, and then I came back to 13th, and I, <laughs> it's crazy, man. I've, I've never been brake checked before, and I uh, I got brake checked pretty good going into a corner, ended up falling down again, <laughs> and 
yeah, no, it, it was it was pretty crazy. But was, my speed was really good. I was I was riding hard. I was charging. Um, and uh, the last, I think there was probably four laps to go, maybe three. And I had a, a pretty big get off, and I ended up just—I mean—I hit my head pretty good. Just kind of, just kind of stunned me for a second. And um, as soon as, as soon as I hit the ground and hit my head, I, I knew right there. I was like, man, this is this moment's kind of over with. You know, yeah. I wasn't in a position that was worth me. You know, doing going through all that again for three laps for no points, guys. So I, I went back and, and tried to recover a little bit. And I tried to eat some and. I definitely didn't feel too good after the crash. Um, it was it was kind of unfortunate that it happened. And uh, went out for the second moto. Had 40th gate pick. Uh, was on the very very outside gate on the concrete start. And I just told myself, you know, I I, I really wanted to overcome it. You know, uh, that first moto was is was really unfortunate at 39th. But uh, I, I knew I had more in me. And I knew what I could do on the bike and. Off the gate, I had a pretty decent jump, and going down the start straight, I just I just stayed in it, and then I came out about 12. And um, honestly, that second moment, I just I I kind of just uh, I want to say I guess pace myself, you know I I need I wanted to get through the moto, I didn't mm-hmm. want to have any mistakes, and I just you know I wanted to get some points, and that was kind of the game plan going into the second moto, and I ran tenth for most of the moto. And, the last two laps, uh, I made a charge in the past two people up to eight, and uh, that was it. You know, it was, it was a up and down weekend. I, I learned a lot. You know, I, I I'm ready for the next round. I, I know what I need to fix. You know, there was a couple mistakes I made. You know, it, it was nothing. You know, I, I wasn't riding out of control or over my head or anything like that. Just you know, you when you go through a corner and it, it's dry slick and you slide out, you know, there's not a whole lot you can do. So right. It was uh it was it was an up and out weekend, but you know we're taking all the positives from it. The team's been working really hard. We got all the bike stuff figured out, merge racing, and um, no, we're we're kind of building off the eight. You know that's that's a it's a good finish, but I don't think that's uh, I think we can do better than that for sure. It's a it's a pretty so. strong field, man. I mean, you, you know, Jess Pettis and T Dags and um, uh, so it was Osby that won. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, he won with a 2-2, two, two, yeah. and, uh, so it, it's kind of a mix-up. I think Dylan Wright went 1-6, and right, right. I'm not sure how Rensland did. I know he won the last moto, so it was kind of a mix-up, but there are definitely a bunch of fast guys, you know. Yeah, and, a lot uh, of talent. It, it takes a good start. It really does. It takes a good start and uh, a, a clean first couple laps. Right, so. well, I mean, look, you're a rookie. Um, you won your first arena cross race. You get eighth in the second moto at your first out, you know, Canadian national. I, I think there's definitely a lot of positives to take away from that. Getting brake checked was probably a good thing. You know, the first time you said, so yeah. you learned something from that. Um, exactly. Yeah. What do you think about just the country of Canada? What you've seen so far? Um, everything I hear is super friendly people, super low key. Uh, most of the riders are all cool with each other. Yeah, no, uh, Canada is it's it's very beautiful, you know. Like right, I'm, right now, I'm at a track in uh, my backyard, and I'm not even kidding. It's just all rolling hills and green grass, and I mean, it's 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 beautiful. Uh, it's uh, the people here are awesome, you know, and and the riders are good, you know. There's there's, there's uh, some nice guys out there, but you know, we're all we're all here to compete, and we all, I mean, it's it's honestly it's good. I'm enjoying yeah. being up here, you know. It's um. It's still all new, you know. I've never been to Calgary before. I've never ridden that track, and sure. all the tracks this year will be will be new to me. But um, you know, that's uh, just something I'm going to have to overcome and 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 uh, get 
figured out in practice. So. Yeah, yeah, I think you, and I think you will. Clearly, you you've got this, got a lot of speed, and again, being young, it's going to all come together. Um, did you have a chance to talk to to Medallia after the right moto, and uh, or did you just not even deal with it? Uh, yeah, no, I didn't talk to him because I didn't really know that there was anything going on. Um, uh, I thought that I just kind of slid out and we hit and we both fell down. You know, there was really nothing other than that. Yeah. I, I didn't let go of my bike anywhere. I didn't let go of my bike. I didn't do anything out of control crazy. It just, you know, it was a small mistake in a slick corner that oh, I... kind of caused it. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's racing. It happens. So I'm just, you know, I'm learning from it. Uh, I, uh, you know, I honestly, I, I kind of keep to myself about the races just, just because I like to stay focused and, and not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a really, I'm really friendly. I love talking and hanging yeah. out with people. Just, uh, you know, there, there's, uh, you know, at the races, I, I like to be, you know, serious. This is, this is what I'm here to try to do good, you know, and that's, that's my main focus all day. And unfortunately that happened. I think, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it happened. It's a part I, of it, yeah. I just kind of, yeah, it did. I slid out, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, we both went down. You know, we both just tipped over, and he got back up and took off. And I, I, I sat there for a second trying to start the bike, and it finally <laughs> turned over, and we got going again. So it, it was good, and I think it was good to, uh, to, get, my, um, to get that first round out of the way. Yeah. And I seen that my fitness was really good, and uh, I charged the whole second moto all the way to the checkered flag, and, and my speed was really, really good. So, Awesome. It was uh, it's definitely something to build off of. Yeah. Now, do you guys race this weekend, or do you have an off weekend? Oh, uh, we are racing this weekend in Prince George. That's right. So, okay. Yep. I heard Steve talk about that last yeah. night. Well, cool, man. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm going to... Um, do my best to, I, I, I'm going to be at cycle ranch most of this weekend, but when I get home, I'm going to pull them up and try to watch them. And, uh, uh, definitely, uh, be looking forward to seeing you improve, uh, especially on that first moto, man, we got to get them finished and yeah. show them what you got, yeah. man. I'm proud of you. No, for sure. Thank you. No, I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, we like, a couple mistakes, but, uh, it's definitely stuff that we are going to fix and I'm working on. So I'm definitely, I'm ready for the next round to build off that eighth place. You know, I think the team we're, we're getting along and everybody's working really hard behind the scenes. And, you know, we're here during the week. We're, I'm, I'm on my normal schedule of rides and training. So, uh, you know, I'm enjoying it. Honestly, I'm having a lot of fun being here. So, yeah. Well, cool rider. I appreciate you. I know it was kind of last minute that I hollered at you. I uh, appreciate you having some time and, coming on and be safe dude and just enjoy the experience man learn and uh you know just keep 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 improving i think you're gonna be i think you're gonna have a really good career man um whether you decide to stay up there i'm sure eventually you're gonna come back to the u.s and run some stuff i think you got a lot of talent and um you're gonna you're gonna have something to show oh no i really appreciate it thanks for having me on man i just uh Yep. You know, short notice or a bigger notice, you know, all you got to do is let me know. I, I enjoy being on here, so thank you. All right, Ryder. You have a good evening, man, and I'll talk to you real soon, buddy. Sounds good. You too. Thank all right. you. All right, man. Bye-bye. All right, that's Ryder Floyd. Uh, like I said, he's a Texas guy. I've been watching that kid since he was little. He used to train with my buddy Michael Gage, um, and he's – man, he, you know, now he trains with John Short and, and um, Blake Wharton when he's in Texas – so pretty excited for him. You guys give him a follow, Ryder Floyd. I think good things are going to come for him. Um, 
Okay, so we're going to be wrapping this thing up. I do have a pre-recorded interview from last night with Michael Moseman. He was busy tonight, so I got him last night. I'm going to tag that thing on the end of this show here in a few minutes. Do not forget the Fly Toxin Embargo Helmet. Send us your emails um, with your, who your favorite guest was tonight and why. Give us some good details of why, and we'll pick a winner in two weeks. And don't forget, get signed up for Patreon. Support the show if you can. It means a lot to us. And you'll get a chance or two or three, depending on how much you donate, to win a custom-painted Fly F2 helmet by Kirk Hunter at Extreme Colors. Um, yeah, so that's it. I want to take, thank Tyler Smith for coming on tonight, at Incredible Smith on Instagram and Twitter. Thank all of our guests, Michael Moseman, Ben LeMay, Justin Cooper, and Ryder Floyd. Um, yeah, so we'll, I'll shut this thing down, but stay tuned. we got one more interview after this. Thanks, everybody. All right, on the line with me is a guy that I have uh, been hyping, been hyped on for about a year now. The guy's just getting better and better. He's brought to you by Power Band Racing. Powerband Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing the best service and products. They are committed to developing new products that improve your ride. Based out of Minneapolis, they are a WP authorized service center and trusted by Ryan Sipes. Powerband Racing has your suspension covered. Contact them at 320-983-3400. So on the line with us is rock star Husqvarna's number 26, Michael Moseman. What's up, Michael? Hey, that's, that's number 36. Yeah. What did I say? You said 26. Hey, it's all, it's all, good. It's all good. No, that's yeah. terrible. I should. I know better than that. No. Well, uh, hey, I'm not perfect. I made a mistake, and that's made. Now I feel bad, but you know I know your number, Michael. I know. I know you got me. How you doing, man? How's your day been? Dude, uh, man, today's been a good day. Just uh, did a little bit of riding and actually poured down a little bit uh, momentarily, but um yeah solid day really good good deal hey hang on one second will you all right apologize for that had a little technical difficulty um but yeah man so you're coming off your first career podium and you and i have talked about this a lot throughout the season whenever i'd see you um that i feel like you were just getting better and better i see your confidence building and man here it comes it comes to fruition you get a podium how does that feel two days later now Oh man, um, it it feels good. It feels uh, feels really good. But um, I'm also like trying not to get too caught up in it. In a sense, um, I've always heard and like I'm dude. I'm stoked. I'm amped. But uh, and, it, and everything it, everything carries over um, as far as like into the week. You know, it's like easier. Everyone's stoked. Like um, you know, all the trainer. He's like amped and. You know, Tyla and Dana, my practice mechanic, and uh, it just makes things, like, go so much smoother. And, um, yeah, like, even even the riders, you know, they're like, um, you know, they're like, oh, dang, you know, this kid's legit, you know. So <laughs> it's it's cool. It's been, it's been really good. Yeah, you know, I, we've talked a couple times on the show. I met you last year. You were still a little timid, a little nervous, it seemed like. Uh, I mean, it's your rookie year, you know, and, and – Throughout this season, we've seen just moments of like, okay, Moseman's got something, man. And, and like we talked about your confidence. I felt like, and I was talking to your teammate yesterday a little bit, texting with Zach Osborne, that I feel like at Denver, when you were out front and Pat, and then AC got you and you got back into him and like you actually 
you were battling with AC. I felt like that had to help your confidence a tremendous amount. Did am I right? Was that like a turning point, or had it already been building? Um, I'd say it, it, it was already building, and um, but but for sure, I mean, everyone everyone else always points to that as a turning point. Um, I would say that was that was huge for me, you know, and um, just to get out front, get a start, and realize, oh, like, it ain't so bad. And yeah. So, um. Yeah, for sure that was that was big. Um, so fighting, you know, at you're you're at Baker's Factory and, and you've got all these insanely talented riders, guys like Zach Osborne and Jason Anderson and and all your your right. teammates, Marvin. How much of that? I know you kind of train a little bit separately. At least I believe you do. But how much of their, you know, their on track stuff are you able to pick up on a day to day basis? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Um, last week I was able to ride with them all week because I was the only 250 guy, and so they just threw me in with those guys. And honestly, it was pretty discouraging. Um, like those guys just go so fast, and um, and like I I got like completely whooped like all last week leading up to Colorado. Um, and and so what can I pick up from them? I think when I you know. Anytime you're able to watch, you know, you're able to feel things like the way that Marv um, rides the bike and the way he uses the bumps or different lines and things. And then, um, you know, you see, like, Zacho's aggression and then, like, Jason's, like, just general flow and how they hit stuff. And so um, there's a lot to be learned just, like, watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just to, like, know, like, all right, that's, that's the standard. Um and, and to be as close to it as possible. Now you, you used the words discouraging a second ago, and I can I can understand that in the moment it's discouraging, but I would have to assume it also at the same time is somewhat uh, light, lights a fire under your butt a little bit, and like okay, I can learn from this. I want to be better. I'm getting the chance to train with some of the greatest riders in the world. That maybe some of the other 250 riders maybe they don't have that opportunity. Right. I, I have to think it's also a positive. Right. Yeah, no, it it definitely um, it definitely is for sure. Like, um, anytime you get you know nearly close um, to them, it's like, all right, we're we're rolling now. Like, heck yeah! And so um, there's there's a lot of confidence to be built, um, and a lot of confidence potentially to be lost. Um, you know, because we're not talking about just being like two seconds off. Like, talking sometimes can be almost six, and it's like that's a lot of time. Oh yeah. <laughs> And that's pretty discouraging. Um, but when these guys are on it, and, you know, certain track conditions favor the 450 over the 250, and so um, it, it really just depends. But, um, yeah, overall, there's there's a lot to be learned. and um, It can be tough um, just being beat like that every day, you know, especially <laughs> if we're competitive as we are um, at this level. But, um, you know, if you can manage that and – build confidence, um, you know, here and there when, when I am, um, closer to those guys. Yeah. Um, now, uh, talking about so your teammates, uh, look, the, the brutal part of our sport is man contracts sometimes are short. There's very limited rides. You know, right. I think everybody kind of knows that they're, they're, you know, they're, it, nothing's guaranteed. And next year, um, Bobby Hewitt and Rockstar, and they're they're going to be looking to see who's going to get that spot. Um, and you are excelling right now. And unfortunately, your teammates are having a rough season. Jordan Bailey and um, 
Thomas Covington aren't having the greatest season so far, but I feel like you're really putting yourself up there for that spot. Is that something that you even think about during the week or during a race? I mean, is that because I, I would think that'd be tough to have to even cons- to to worry about that while you're trying to compete. Yeah, that's a, a really good question. I I'd say for me, I really don't worry like absolutely at all about um, contracts um, or like next season stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I've been in bad situations like um like my rookie year, right? Come in, um, like straight away top ten guy in the outdoors, which was like really awesome. And then um I got hurt at round four and like only had an outdoor contract. Like the chances of me getting re signed, like if if you would ask, you know, fifty people they probably would put out another like, you know, we can't do that. Like <laughs> Um, just just because I had so little time to prove myself, mm-hmm. and then I was gonna have was gonna be coming off injury into my rookie season of Supercross, and still had to do arena cross and all this stuff, and so it's like, um, but honestly, in that time, like I really didn't worry at all. Like, um, I, I think it's just because of the confidence I have in my team and um, in their word and um, their belief in me, and then also the track record. Um, with Jason um, and how they stuck behind him um, in those times. And so, um, like, even even for Thomas and, you know, Bailey, as they're not having the greatest of seasons, like, this is the best team to be on, like, because they see the potential. Like, Thomas shreds some days, like, really shreds. Yeah. And, like, Bailey shreds some days. So, um you know, obviously they're going to weigh the pros and cons and figure out um, what's the best decision for us on us. But um, those guys, I mean, Bobby's just got a, a track record really sticking behind his guys. Yeah, um, I, I've really, you know, I've never met Bobby actually, uh, which is crazy because I know he's usually there. I just hadn't had a chance. But the stories I've heard from Dino and Zach, I mean, Dean, you know, Dean's had some unfortunate circumstances where he's had to go privateer a couple of times, but Bobby's always tried to help him out. And, you know, there's rumors that they may go to a three man four fifty team next year, or at least he, Bobby would like to. Um, so right. yeah, he seems like an incredible team owner. I, I definitely need to get a chance to, to visit with him at some point. Um, let's step back to this weekend at Thunder Valley. You got some TV time while you're battling. You had a line, man, coming that where you were on TV at least one lap where you were coming all over the finish line into those rollers, like going inside it, dude, like it was mind blowing how aggressive and fast you were going through that section, at least at that moment on TV. Um, yeah. what has anything changed with your riding technique and your, your style in the last year? Cause I mean, really you didn't get a ton of TV time before, so I can't necessarily compare it, but there's something, I feel like there's something different. Is no. it just experience? Now, uh, nothing changed as far as my style. Um, not even a little bit. Like, I've had that style since, you know, 65, 85. Yeah. Um, to, to really, uh, I don't, I don't brake very hard at all. Um, and, like, I, I don't rev the bike a lot. I'm, I mean, tend to be really smooth. Yep. And things look uh, relatively effortless. Um, <laughs> although it doesn't feel that way. Right, right. Um, and so, um, yeah, style or any of that hasn't changed. Um, I'd say what's grown is like my strengths. Um, and I think with like strengths, 
um, and confidence and fitness, I'm able to kind of showcase that. Um, my starts have gotten a lot better, and so you get up with there with those front guys. Like, I've always had really good speed. I mean, there's, you know, times where I was in the B class and showing up to the stopwatch nationals and being the fastest guy there. Oh, cool. And, like, like it's kind of crazy to think about. And um, I even – someone reminded me, my mechanic um, at the time, I talked to him recently, and he reminded me of those days. And I was like, dang, like, <laughs> like I remember that, but, like, you know, I, I almost kind of – uh, that that couldn't have been true. Like it must have been, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I've had speed for a long time, um, just to get up front with those guys, and then to have the fitness to do it. Yeah. Because I think um, Bobby actually mentioned, or someone someone mentioned this recently, um, about how some guys will, um, it's like you you get a say you get a good start, right? So you're up there with those those guys, and you're running this gnarly pace, but you're like, I don't have the fitness to keep this pace up for the whole entire moto. So I'm gonna back it down to like, you know, my pace, right? That right. I can keep for the moto. But what happens is then you never learn that pace. And uh, person was saying that he's like, I'd rather the person, um, you know, be up like run that pace like as you know, that gnarly pace at the front for as long as they can and then just completely, like, be exhausted and, like, you know, fall back to, you know, 15th or whatever. But rather than to, like, just go into that pace straight away. So when you have the fitness to do it, um, that that's a big, big deal. That's really an interesting uh, concept, you know, or, or theory. I hadn't really thought of it that way, but, yeah, because you really, you'll never learn that pace if you don't get up there and go for it. That's yeah, I like that. All right, let's yeah. uh, let's step. And, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's just it's just like um, mentally, like it's easy. It's like oh, I you don't you don't think about that, but it's like that's how it goes. You're yeah, like, oh, I can't keep this up for the whole time, so I'm just gonna back it down. Right. Um, rather than just like staying with it for as long as you can. Yeah, that's that's really smart. Um, let's let's st- step away from moto just a little bit. Um, I'm still gonna relate it to moto, but. We've talked a little bit about, or you've talked a little bit about, um, like being involved with your church and your your um, yeah. your, your Christian uh, beliefs, and and I talked to Zach Osborne about this in an interview recently, where I, I kind of wanted to know, after all his years, as and he's a veteran now, basically, what does he want his legacy to be? Um, now you're in your early stages of your career, but you clearly have a belief system and. Um, I'd like to know, like, what would you like your legacy to be when you're done racing? Not just your uh, results, but what people think of you as a professional, as a human being, as a role model. Man, um, that's an an awesome question and probably one I should ponder more myself. (laughs) Um, But but for sure, I would would, um, like to be known um, beyond my results um, for who I am as a person. Um, for the way that I um, truly loved and truly cared for those on my team. Because, mm-hmm. like, like motocross comes and goes, you know, and um, so, so like, my faith in Christ and, and Jesus is, um, like, center and core to who I am and, and what I believe and how I act. Um, and just, like, out of out of that relationship, and so... Like, with those beliefs, I believe in eternity. Like, 
forever, like in heaven with Jesus. Um, and so like the Bible teaches that there is, um, like reward, like, uh, <laughs> that we can be rewarded for what we do on this world. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm not going to be rewarded for <laughs> what place I get in the motocross race. I'm going to be rewarded for how I love others and how I treat them. And, um, you know, and so really just using, um, my resources, um, my time and, um, energy to, yeah, to, um, man, like spread the gospel, um, gospel meaning good news mm-hmm. and, uh, to, to love others. Like that's kind of, um, how I, I see my purpose on this earth. Um, yeah. 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 So that's, that's, kind of it. that's awesome, man. I, I like that. And I, I mean, I, like I said, many times on the show after interviewing you, that you're not the typical moto kid. Um, and that's not a negative, it's not a positive or negative comment and you're just not yeah. the, the typical moto kid. And, you know, visiting with you, I think it was in Houston. We talked about you enjoying chess and I was like, man, this kid yeah. is just smart and, you got a lot going for you, and I, I, I really have start grown to like you a lot, man. You're definitely one of my favorite riders. Um, Appreciate. It. So, two more questions. Um, oh, fun fact! Your fun facts at the end of Instagrams. Where'd that come from? Yeah. What What started that? What started that? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I think there was just like there was a fun fact that came up in everyday life that was like just too good to pass up on. Um, and so I, and so I put it up and, uh, I don't even know if people like, you know, you know, acknowledge it at first, but maybe a few comments or whatever, like it's cool. And then, um, and then I just kind of rolled with it um, and, uh, started doing it, you know, not for anyone's sake per se, but, um, just because I, I think it's fun. I think it's goofy. Um, and, and it represents me well. Um, and so, uh, yeah, cool. I just kind of roll with it and people, people love it. And yeah. I think, I think it's awesome. I think it's fun. And, um, you know, too, it's like social media, there's so much junk on there. It's like, yeah, <laughs> learn things refreshing. <laughs> yeah, totally. I like, totally. All right. Last question. Um, you're a young guy. You're a, you're a super cross motocross superstar, quote unquote, you know, you're a professional athlete. I think I know where this is going. Yeah. Where's it? Where do you think it's going? Uh, you're asking about any females? Is that what this is? <laughs> about what? Any females in my yep, life? Yep. Yep. That's what I was going to ask, man. What's the love uh, life like? Oh, no. Um, man. So where I'm at right now. So like, I don't, one, there is like, there is a fair amount of thought that gets put into this. Um, just, <laughs> just because there's a fair amount of like awesome girls that I know and, um, that I, that I you know, see around or whatever. And so, um, it's like, it makes you question like, all right, where am I at? Um, so I don't, I don't really like believe in or like uh, dating, like just to date, you know? Sure. Um, I think that, that dating from the beginning was always dating to get married. Um, I think there's a purpose for it. And so, um, where I'm at is like, I don't want to date a girl for seven years, you know, and then like marry her. And like, I'm 19 years old. So say, say like two and a half, you know, 
three years, like, if I don't know, like, I want to marry this girl in that amount of time, like, by the first year, like, I should know, like, all right, this is the one or this is not the one. Right, right, okay. And so, like, I just see that if I were to get into a relationship right now, like, things would move so quickly. <laughs> like, um, I, I mean, 19, I'd be married by 21. Like, that's really, yeah. <laughs> um, that's pretty smart. And so, like, I don't know. I'm just kind of, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm single for now. Okay. Uh, I, I plan to stay that way. Um, but making um, friends um, with with different girls um, and developing relationships, but um, not, you know, not dating right now. Yeah, but. I think that's a smart answer at your age, man. You're you're very busy anyway. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I yeah. was thinking it's like, okay, what? So I'm gonna like go and get say say there's a, an awesome girl, right? Right. And I'm like, all right, like I want to date her. And we get into this relationship, things start moving, and it's like, like these next couple of years for me are like championship years. Like I love that quote right there. I love that. Like that is that's a lot to to add to it. You know, it's like a, sure. a relationship. Like, and to do relationships right, like it takes time, effort, and and it takes a lot. And so, like, I just don't know if I'm ready for that right now. Dude, you're 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 mature beyond your years, man. I'm very impressed. Uh, I like your answer, and I appreciate you giving us some time, as as always. Anytime I ask, you say yes, and I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. I appreciate you. And uh, I don't know. I, I like interviews. I like questions. And so yeah, um, I like to share my mind. I, I try to talk to well, That's right. you mentioned on Pulp <laughs> last Monday that you, you ha- kind of have a passion for doing interviews, and we saw on our, on our Moto X-Pod YouTube channel where my producer at Vegas – you took the mic over and interviewed uh, Mohead, um, yeah, which was fantastic. And um, my producer TJ, he's usually he doesn't usually have any good material, but that was good. But it's only because you took the mic <laughs> over. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I want to do something else like that. Maybe when we come to WW Ranch, we talked about this through text. Maybe we'll we'll set something up, and maybe we can interview Dino or Zach, or I'll let you do it and uh, see how that goes. We'll figure something out before yeah. that, but that's gonna be. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I'm I'm excited too. Let me know. Hey, yeah. so my brother works for Motocross Action. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they actually mentioned to him about maybe putting me on as like a pay per interview guy, like to where I could go and interview someone, um, and like just get paid for like that one off interview. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's, I haven't I haven't done anything with it, and I don't think I will. Um, but it was, it was pretty interesting. It was like, dang, I could like be a media guy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you see, you should do that. You know, Zach's doing his own podcast now that, you know, and he seems to be enjoying it. And I mean, you guys, ha- you guys have a different access than like I do. And, you know, Steve's been in it a long time with pulp. So he, he has a lot of access, but man, you guys, the, yeah, I, I, that, I don't think that's a bad idea. You know, your brother, uh, Kiefer was talking a lot about him on pulp the other night and what he's doing for motocross action. And those guys probably need all the help they can get, to be honest. Um, so I think you should try, you should do it. Even if it's just, you know, every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, it should be interesting. Yeah. Well, Mose, I'll let you get back to, uh, your, your typical life. And, uh, thank you for taking a little bit of time for us and dude, um, just keep, keep on doing what you're doing. And I, I think you're going to get a win real soon. 
Right on. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay, Michael. Yeah. Uh, All right. You too, buddy. Thank you.